Hey there, thanks for coming to hang out with us on AfterBuzz TV. This is the after show for LA Clippers Dance Squad. We're going to be breaking down episodes five and six. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. We haven't heard this song for about a week and a half now. Did you guys miss us? I know you had to miss us. I think that they did. Absolutely. Because you know what? We missed all of you as well. Thank you for joining us tonight. This is the LA Clippers Dance Squad After Show. And we are talking about episode five, Personal Foul, and episode six, Blair's Birthday Blues. Yes. We missed a little bit, uh, a little week, because this show has been moved from Tuesdays to Thursdays, but we're still going to come hang out with you on Thursday nights. There are two episodes left, and these two particular that we're going to be talking about tonight were pretty juicy. Athena is gone, and we want to know, she's done, and we want to know what you guys all have to say about it. Thank you for joining us on YouTube. I do have the live chat rolling. Hit that thumbs up button while you're there, and let us know what you think about the show. We're on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. Please leave a five-star rating and a little comment for us there as well. Follow the entire AfterBuzz TV team on Twitter at AfterBuzzTV. We are also now on Snapchat. And you guys can always keep up with me at Christy Reports. My name is Christy Olson. And I bet you'd like to re- be reminded who this gorgeous lady is right here. Jill, tell them hello. I am Jill Monroe. And you can find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, all of the good ones at Stiletto Jill. So... Right. We're ready, right? We are ready. We have so much to talk about this week. Because we finally got what we have been expecting. Did we not know, I think, from episode one that Athena was going to get her butt fired? She had to go. Mm-hmm. She had to. Subordination will not be tolerated. Petra made it clear. There's a line in the sand that you don't cross. Yes. And Athena, unfortunately... Rest in peace. <laughs> right? She crossed the line in the wrong hallway. Yes. Or maybe not, according to her. Well, let's talk about that a little bit, I guess. So she says she never went down the wrong hallway. The The whole hoopla is about whether she went down the player's hallway or not. And she says, no, 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 no. I just made a joke about, oh, wait, where do I go again? Or I know it's not this hallway. And that that was really enough to tick someone off. But I think with Athena, what you have, what she doesn't keep in mind is that you've already ruffled all of these feathers. Everyone's mm-hmm. looking at you for the wrong reasons. I know that you invited the intention because that's what she said her main focus was and I guess rich guys or something. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> Dating a player. <laughs> absolutely. But I think that you have to be on your toes if you're going to take on that. I want all the attention. I don't care if it's positive or negative. You have to know that there's going to be some repercussions for your actions. And if you do something to slip up, people are going to come after you because they're not an ally to you. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And like you said, Petra was super clear about what the expectations were in China. And I think that maybe in addition to the hallway thing, the fact that she, when she was presenting people on the court, kind of left them standing according to Petra and Gillian and was waving and blowing kisses to the camera and that sort of thing. And I think that a big part of this might be that Petra's concerned that everyone's going to say, oh, this reality show is ruining your dance squad. Right. It's it's ruining the, the Clippers, and we're concerned that this girl is hurting our reputation. Because also keep in mind, this is Petra's first year as well, mm-hmm. so... She has to make a good impression, too. And for one of her higher-ups or associates to even have brought that to her attention, um, 
two episodes beforehand mm. that, hey, this girl is, you know, doing some things that we aren't kind of in agreement with. I think it made her look bad. And as we can see, Petra takes herself and the role and the spirit very seriously. So Athena had to go. She had to go, adios. Although I would have liked to see that conversation go down. Right. Can we talk about that? I mean, we made this whole hoopla over it. This is what the whole season's been about. Why do you think we wouldn't see the conversation? Do you think that maybe, I was wondering if maybe, well, we see that we will see Athena again, obviously. We yes. kind of got a foreshadow to that. But initially, my thought was, well, maybe she was so upset or distraught with the process or felt like she got what she needed. She didn't want to have the conversation on camera anymore. Oh. That's what I thought. But then seeing that she's going to be back later, that kind of didn't make sense. I There might have been something else going on that really added to it. You never know with Athena. She definitely had an agenda. She wasn't shy about letting her agenda be known, and we don't know behind the scenes who picked up on her agenda and, mm. you know, the hallway. <laughs> I don't believe her when she says she didn't okay. go down the wrong hallway. I just don't, because why would they just all of a sudden say, you know, she was in the wrong area? Someone else had to say anything. You kind of stand out. There's a uniform to go along with it. There's mm -hmm. not going to be much of a mix-up. I don't know. She just seems like the type of person that will... Bend the details for the situation. And so maybe we didn't see the convo just because they're trying to hide the exact details. Yeah. Like, even when she got that text message and she said, oh, I got a text message from Petra. No, you didn't. The text message said you need to go meet with Petra. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, there's this sort of kind of... Um, toying with the storyline a little bit and what actually went down. And I'm wondering, too, if a part of it is like a legal thing with the Clippers. It could be, because we also have to keep in mind that this show is partially, you know, in association with the Clippers, and they are trying to rebrand themselves, you know, coming back after two years ago with Donald Sterling as an owner. Right. So all of that, you know, the show is meant to entertain and to cast the Clippers in a new light. They're going into the playoffs. You know, there's high expectations for them as a team. So even with the reality show where we're pushing the limits, they I'm sure they're probably like, hey, hey, hey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's some things that we need to remain in-house. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I think. Yeah, or maybe it's a case as well of that she was actually fired in that initial conversation, yeah. and they just wanted to carry the storyline over, like make you watch another episode. Did she really True. get fired? Did she just get sent home? What's the deal there? Because she was a centerpiece. If you think about oh, yeah. it, how many episodes did we spend totally focused on what's Athena doing? Why is Athena doing this? Is she being fair? Is Athena going to take over? So... You know, that makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah, she was the first girl we got acquainted with. She was yeah. the opening scene of the show. True, true. So to see her go is kind of like, well, I mean, it's not a surprise, but it's kind of like, hey, so where's the conflict going to come from? Yeah, I'm concerned that maybe we needed her. I think so, because there's only so much of wringing our hands over Natalie's dancing that we can do. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the girls didn't really get too crazy in New Orleans. Right. Either. Like, I know Kelly was concerned about them all staying classy. And they threw some beads, and apparently they drank a lot. But there wasn't anything too crazy. Like, I kind of thought when they are at the bar with the bull, like, someone was going to get themselves in trouble. Yeah, I thought something, <clears throat> you know, more makeout scenes yeah. or something more salacious and juicy. But we saw Savannah can handle a mechanical bull. Uh -huh. I love Savannah. And, you know, it was just like cute, fun girls night out. 
Yeah, and then they went to that barbecue with her family. Yeah. And we finally met the notorious Keegan, who was such a cute, sweet little boy. I... I just, they were so cute together, him and Hannah, right? Especially when she first saw him and she went to grab his hand, like, as they were walking away. And then she was like, oh, yeah, we don't do that anymore. Like, we're broken up. It just, it was a good indicator of their relationship and how close. And they were together for three years. And I I thought it was interesting how she kept saying, like, you know, we're not going to ever have closure. Like, it sounds like she's admitting to herself, like, I'm never going to get over this guy. But I wanted to do this other thing a little bit more. That's puppy love. She feels that way right now because it's so soon after the fact she'll get over. (laughs) No, I mean, they were really cute. She was like, I can hook you up with some hot guys in L.A., girl. There's a ton of hot guys in L.A. I'm sure she sees them every night when she's on the court. No, I just just think that, you know, of course you're still going to have those feelings for someone that you're with for such a long time and at such a young age. But if being here and being in the spotlight is sort of what Hannah wants, they're eventually going to kind of grow apart because there's a big difference between the lifestyle in LA and the lifestyle at home. Unless, you know, he decides he wants to move to LA. Mm-hmm. Can you see that happening? I kind of can. Do so you think he'll end up in LA? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I do. could see that too. The, I mean, with her. ultimately, you know, they'll probably give it a try again and maybe we'll see a ring later or we'll see Hannah with some new LA guy and Keegan Heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> just the drama, right? <laughs> or or a big engagement could be the season finale. Who knows? Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. And there was one more element to this first, to episode five that we got to talk about. Okay. One of the girls in China overheard Athena saying a whole bunch of stuff on the phone when clearly Athena knew that her teammate was listening and she said things like I'm gonna be the it NBA girl and I'm hot I'm so hot and the other girls are immature it sounds like she said a ton of other things the other girls just kind of keep rattling off it's like you said we were immature and you said we were b-words and you said that you know you're bigger better than all of us and I mean, dang. I, I, the thing that was interesting to me, I mean, I know she was their teammate, but at a certain point, you see what Athena's game is. It's very clear what she's about. And you know that you can't go far without the team. That's the whole thing, the sisterhood, yes. the bond that they always talk about. So I don't know. I know why they let it upset them, but I didn't understand why they internalized it so much because it's Athena. She talks mess. That's what she does. She thinks she's superior. And... I'm sure they could feel it. It was almost palpable. You knew, yeah, Athena's probably not going to make it the whole season. Mm -hmm. Something has to give. Something has to change. And, I mean, to me, her just being nasty, that's just how she tries to build herself up and, you know, get her legend going. She seems to feed off of the attention, whether it's positive or negative. She does come across as blazingly insecure. Yeah. For someone who says all kinds of confident crap, she seems incredibly insecure. And when the ladies kind of approached her at her own home, which I did think was a little weird. A little setup. Yeah. <laughs> a little setup. And little mean girlish. Real under the collar. Yeah, it was a little bit. But of course Athena can can hold her own and actually True. ended up being quite a jerk to to the ladies, but they really kind of let her have it. It was almost seemed like, okay, you know what? We know you're not going to have to deal with you as a co-captain anymore. So here's what we really thought of you the whole time, girl. Everything, let's get it all of our all off of our chest. Mm-hmm. Slow that down. I, I mean, I I think, though, to your point, they were holding back. They, You could tell from episode one, 
nobody really liked Athena. Nobody was checking for her. Nobody wanted to be associated with her. Technically, they respected what she could do on, you know, as far as her dance ability, but mm-hmm. that's where it ended. So, of course, when they got the opportunity, we're going to lay into you and let you know because she's not shy at all of letting them know how she feels about them, that she, you know, doesn't think too highly of them or anyone else. The only person we never heard her say anything about really was Petra, or Latrice, I don't, I don't think. Well, just that they were riding her hard. Well, you're, yeah. you're right. And she apparently told whoever she's talking to on the phone, she says her mom, that Petra is a big old B word, but, you know. Yeah. Petra, I think, probably could care less anyway. True, true. Yeah. So, you know, we went through that. <laughs> right. And let's move on to episode six. Yes. Blair's birthday blues. <laughs> This was a juicy one. Yes, it was. Hello, Keisha. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of things going on with Keisha. Keisha seems to enjoy her libations. Mm. (laughs) Keisha enjoys her libations. She's got to wash her pills down with something. That's crazy. Pill anxiety pills and wine. That doesn't sound like a safe combination, nor does it sound like something that sets up for a rational conversation. Right. But I could be wrong. You know, it probably explains, too, why Blair is sort of immature socially mm-hmm. in some ways. I mean, she's really obviously a really hard worker because she's, you know, working and still working on her group and auditioning and, you know, hitting it really hard where some of the other girls are having problems transitioning into what they're doing with the Clippers as well as trying to get the outsides part going. Maybe that's because Blair is from L.A., mm-hmm. you know, so that gives her the extra boost. But I think part of the reason why she's a little awkward in certain things is because her mom, her mom doesn't seem overbearing to me, but there's definitely some things there that, um, Keisha is, yeah, Well, she's even in this initial conversation at the beginning of the episode, she's asking her mom if she's proud of her, and her mom says, oh yeah, I'm proud of you, even though you're not a doctor. I, I thought that maybe it was cut, maybe there was a scene before where they were talking about maybe she right. wanted to be a doctor or that the mom wanted her to be a doctor, but Blair really latched onto that comment and didn't let it go. I'm wondering, is it something that's been a sore spot for them, Con- you know, constantly? Because it seemed to come out of nowhere. It's like, where'd that come from? A doctor? Yeah, they should have set it up for us. And then, too, I feel like she, I thought Blair was younger than that, but she's only 22, so... She's dancing right now and, you know, making money. She, the, If there's time later, she will. She can go to medical school if that's what she desires. So kind of seemed weird. Like we're missing a whole piece of their relationship and we just kind of got dropped down in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And we're not really sure what's going on except that there's conflict. Well, yeah, and, and lots of it. Yeah. And we meet Grandma a little bit down the way. Yes, we do. You know, let's just go there. So Grandma is more like... A therapist herself, and she is clearly the highest matriarch. She's like the Chris Jenner. She's like the yes. highest matriarch of the family. And she talked to Keisha, her daughter, like she was a child, I thought. I, I But, you know, from what I can gather, um, because later, later, we see, you know, after Keisha's conversation later with Blair's date for the evening, he does ask how old Keisha is. So in doing the math, I would imagine that Keisha was fairly young, probably a teenager when she had Blair. So perhaps, and also Keisha's mom mentioned that Blair didn't 
always lived with Keisha the entire time. So I think that there's some backstory maybe with relationship things and because Keisha might have been young when mm -hmm. she had her, that might have led them to at moments feeling more like sisters than mother and daughter. And maybe that has something to do with their difficulties because it just feels like we're missing a very key piece of their relationship because initially in episode one we just thought Keisha was an overprotective mom which mm -hmm. everyone understands you know your young daughter you want to make sure that she's taken care of she's okay she's not being taken advantage of and that she's doing things to set up for her future but then in this episode there was just something different it's yeah you're concerned about that stuff normally but there's something else going on that you guys aren't really dealing aren't with addressing yeah do we think that it maybe has to do with mom and her alcohol consumption? I, you know, that was interesting. It seemed implied, right? It, it, it did come up because her mom, when she was sort of mediating, Keisha's mom, I mm -hmm. mean the grandmother, mediating the situation between Blair and Keisha, she indicated, she was like, that's your problem, you should put that down. And, you know, Keisha kind of lost count. At one point of how many glasses she had, Blair thought she had many more. And Keisha said, no, I just had two. But seemed like she might have had a little more than two. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that's a factor, too, where she, she's voluntarily giving the, us the information that she's taking medication. Right. You know, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Like, I sort of feel like I was watching Brandy Glanville or one of the Real Housewives. Yeah. Like, you know, like the pop in the Zanny and, like, washing it down. I mean, Keisha, you're safe. very L.A., Keisha. Yeah. yeah. Fit right in with those type of things. <laughs> I, I I also think that the moment and I'm we're kind of jumping around, oh, but keeping okay. with Keisha and um, Blair, the moment when Keisha met Chase was awkward. Not just because you know that parents meeting you know a boyfriend or a girlfriend is going to be uncomfortable, but there is just something else. She seemed really unsteady in the whole conversation and she was just very touchy feely with him, which I didn't feel like she was flirting with him. I just felt like she might've just been a little just feeling the happy juice. With yeah, really yes. ha feeling the happy juice. And it was, you know, making her want to reach out and touch. It was just, it was uncomfortable to watch. Mm -hmm. I felt for Blair in that moment because initially I thought, okay, they're being kind of ticky tack. You didn't say you were proud of me. You said you were proud of me, but you said not, you know, I felt like they both were like, what? This sounds like an argument, not the premise per se, but this sounds like an argument you have with your sister. Like, you took my favorite shirt. Why did you take my shirt? Put my shirt back. So, yeah. um, you know, they probably have had those moments in their relationship. Well, and Blair is also dealing with juggling the dance squad yes. and the rocks, which is her singing group, yes. which you can all follow on Instagram. And it, that's really understandable that there's this extra added stress on her and she's looking to her mom for support and for encouragement. And to not get that there when she's struggling, I think must just make it all even more difficult. Yeah, because she clearly wants her mom to be proud of her and, ex and be happy with the choices she's making and just give her that extra added boost. And she doesn't feel like she's getting it. And, you know... We never heard anything about her um, Blair being a doctor before, so. Yeah. Well, I'm real curious if mom's going to show up to this performance at the Conger Room. I hope we get to see that next week. I do, week. too. Just because I really want to see what these girls are about with their music. And I, it, it will be good to see Blair again. I mean, because, you know, one of the things that we guess 
we talked about early on in the show that I'm a little disappointed in is I thought we would see a little more dancing, a little more mm-hmm. of them actually doing what it is, you know, being the Clippers dance squad. And mm-hmm. we haven't, I mean, we've seen them in practice and we've seen that, you know, a couple are falling behind, but we've never really seen the finished product. And I would sort of like to see how that manifests because so we can see, is it really that much of a difference? What happens when they hit the court? Just those type of dynamics to add on to what's happening away from it. I mean, it's kind of interesting to me when Blair was talking about, you know, going to auditions and working from 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. trying to rehearse. And then however long they spend at Clippers dance squad practice, which is obviously a very, very, very long time. Um, I just wonder, is it just that Savannah's just been tired and trying to adjust or what kind of was stopping her from getting on the horse too and, you know, seizing the day from being here? Yeah, we'll talk about Savannah too, but I I just want to add, I expected there to be a lot more dancing as well. And I think with a show like this that's a little bit niche and dance fans are freaking crazy. They are rabid. They will watch it. They will love it. They want to see the dancing. And I think that maybe the show could benefit ratings-wise. This is just my opinion. Just a suggestion. We like you. We want to see more. Yeah, yeah. We want to see what these performances, what they're working so hard for. We want to see that actually culminate and you mentioned savannah she's invited her mom and dad to come to la because she just is feeling a little lost i think is a good word right yeah yeah i mean that's a big adjustment i would imagine you know six months moving across the country you know gaining new roommates joining this you know dance team and trying to adjust and find yourself and just looking around like hey i need some people that really know me that can remind me of why I set out on this particular quest and kind of what makes me tick, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that we're talking about it, I realize, you know, I came to L.A. for an internship, and it was at E, and I had always wanted to work there for my entire life, and I was just so excited, and I got here, and then that became what everything was about. It's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm working at E now. Like, what? I was an administrative assistant. Like, let's not get too excited. Uh, but, you know. You were and, in the building. Yeah. You crossed the path, and then yeah. you're like, I'm here. And for a while, it was like that was sort of enough for me, you know? Mm -hmm. And then after a year or two, I kind of went like, oh, wait a minute. This is not getting me on TV in front of the camera as a host. Right. You know what I mean? I I think, and two, just the adjustment period when you move here. You're an L.A. girl, right? I am born and raised in L.A., so it's kind of different for me. But, I, I mean, I understand, you know, I've seen, I've had friends go through it, and it just, I can't imagine you know, picking up my entire life and saying, I'm going to chase my dream and leave everyone behind. That's, it's such an admirable quality to me because it's courageous. So I can understand that there's moments when you get kind of down, but can we talk about Savannah's dad? Oh, (laughs) he is the best. Amen. He thinks that she's out there networking at night. He's like, you're talking. She just has to hold a drink so that people think that she's having a good time. You're going to meet producers and you're going to market yourself and you're going to put your best product for it and it's all going to happen for you. That's a daddy's girl. That's a dad support. Mm-hmm. I love it. The mom was looking like, yeah, it's not quite like that. Yeah, she might be a little more privy to what's actually going on, I yeah. think mom is. 
Yeah. They were so cute. And it seemed like it was exactly what Savannah needed. We hadn't even heard really before about her singing or pursuing right. acting or anything else. And it turns out that that's something that she was always kind of doing in her life before and in Nashville. So first of all, I can't wait to see that. I, I need to see all these talents. I want to hear all these yeah. girls sing. And it was nice that she seemed to sort of find herself. I think all she needed was a little bit of connection. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I would imagine, even though she's surrounded by other women in the sisterhood that it kind of wanted want to do the same thing sometimes I think that when you get to LA you can get swallowed up mm -hmm. in just the bigness of it and just okay I'm here and I'm doing what I want to do in a way that I want to do it but am I moving forward it seems like everything goes so fast mm -hmm. and you get confused like do I say and settle in or do I keep pushing pushing so I think that that's sort of what Savannah was probably dealing with also mm -hmm. finding her place yeah, well, now she's a big old reality star. She is. <laughs> Meanwhile, Natalie, who I like very, very much, is like really that. struggling with the dancing. And what she seems most frustrated about, and I would be so offended as well, is that Latrice doesn't think that she's working hard. So, I, again, we don't see a lot of the rehearsals, right. so we don't get to see if it looks like she's working hard. But she says she is, and I believe her. But then why isn't she improving she's incredibly experienced as a dancer i think and and she touched on it early on i think that the style of dance that the team has changed to in this new year is not something that comes easily to her and it's sort of you know she's learning it and it seems to be really really quickly and her style of dance might be a little different whereas hypothetically once again because we haven't seen the steps <laughs> if if the steps that the team is doing are more precise and you know ticky or something like that Natalie seems more fluid more you know ballet driven or something like that. it could be I think it's something as simple as that is that it's not her style of dance and so in addition to just learning the steps she also has to learn that there's a different cadence and rhythm to the type of choreography and that's maybe why she seems like a half a step behind and if she's feeling insecure about her movements she doesn't want to maybe go full out because she doesn't want to mm -hmm. embarrass herself because they're already riding her. So it's probably, you know, even though she's working really hard in the moment, it probably doesn't look as great as it could because she's scared. Mm-hmm. I think you're exactly right. And we learned for the first time that Natalie is a nanny to Billy Bush. Right. Um, random. We're super random. Who, I don't know, I see that guy around at red carpets and stuff, and, and he's, he seems to think very highly of himself. He, he kind of gave that air tonight on the show. He but did. you know what? Natalie's a sweet girl, and if he's been good to her and she likes him, then maybe I'm wrong. He might be a great person. And he said he would call anybody and put himself out there for her. So that made me feel good that she has some options. We should be sucking up to him, not insulting him. I'm sorry, Billy, I take it back. Please make me some phone calls. I mean, yeah. I also, you know, felt for Natalie when she went to go see Marky Costello. A woman we all know we so well. Do. We Anyone do. who's ever tried to be a host or even considered it in LA has been to Marky's school. Absolutely. We all talk about it all the time. Yes. You guys maybe remember she had a very short-lived reality show on E. She did. A couple years ago that I believe actually got canceled like mid-season even. It was like 2013. I think it like yeah. got moved a night and then it just disappeared. Oh, imagine 
that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> hardcore, hardcore, hardcore. <laughs> yeah. So Marky was who she is. That is exactly yes. who she is. That is how she speaks, whether you're a celebrity or a random new person who's trying to host. She is in that room yelling and giving a lot of instruction. And I see a lot of people who've never read a prompter before or never been in that situation completely fall apart. Because it's difficult, and if you've never seen one before and you get confused, like, oh, is that the camera? Is the reflection? That's a lot to process in one moment and then deal with your nerves, and then you have, you know, this ginormous personality staring back at you like, deliver, deliver, it's not about you! <laughs> so Yeah, she's just incredibly overpowering. Yeah. And I think that's part of her shtick is, like, make people nervous or, like, yeah. you know, put that pressure on because the pressure is going to be on when you're on live television Absolutely. in front of however many millions of people probably. I mean, she's been around for a very long time, and to your point, we've all taken her. So, obviously, you know, there's something there to it. I think that Natalie learned something from that experience also. It's also to that. If I do want to take these other steps, if this is not going well, I really have to get on my stuff and put in that work. Mm -hmm. It's it's not going to be a cakewalk. You can't relax. So mm -hmm. hard lessons. Very hard. I thought that Billy had a great point that she should maybe do something in like the health and fitness yes, realm. Yes, yes. So maybe we'll see that soon. We, you know, I at mean, least start a blog or something, girl. You're right. Right? Great bodies. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah who wouldn't want to look like her? Right. I'll take whatever advice she'll give. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm telling you. So now... They're going to throw Blair a surprise birthday party. Let's talk about this crazy birthday party. They're not sure if they should invite her mom or not because they're on bad terms, but I thought Hannah made a good point. It was like, we'll extend the invitation, and then you know what? Just let them decide. Right. I thought, oh, good idea, Hannah. That's what I would do. Right. So, you know, if they're on good terms, she comes. If not, we invited your mom. <laughs> Sorry, she didn't show. Yeah, you know, you guys can deal with that on your own later. <laughs> we just wanted to make sure. I think Blair maybe would have rather that her mom wasn't there. What do you think? I, you know, I think initially she didn't mind her being there. I think it was cool. She was excited to see her. And it's like, okay, wow, we're going to have a good night and we're going to push this aside. But then you could kind of tell like when mom went in for the kiss it wasn't just oh my god mom you're embarrassing me stop it I'm 22 you can't kiss me in front of people like this it was more like you seem a little like you might need a timeout. so let's move this along and you just calm down and then we'll reconnect later and share so I felt bad for her in that moment because she did look really mortified she looked embarrassed mm -hmm. and once again I think through the magic of editing we don't really see the full scope of what went on but you know she's rubbing the guy um you know Blair's date's face like yeah. why are you touching Chase like that not that it was like overtly sexual or implying or anything it was just weird <laughs> to her point like you're rubbing him like do you even know who that is are you seeing someone else I don't know well, what I thought was that I kind of picked up on is when Blair first came out of the elevator and everyone shouted surprise, her mom looked really darn proud. Like, I don't know if it's the idea of, oh my gosh, all this hoopla is for my daughter and this is on a reality show and I'm standing right here to be the first person to hug her. Like, I sort of felt like, oh, hey, well, you're going to be famous. Now she's proud of you. Right. I kind of read that on her it, face. I mean, it, it, it could be that. I feel like maybe Keisha it feels like... 
she missed out on something. You know, again, not to harp on that, not that things are, but because she seemed really young, it seems like Keisha's still stuck in a mode of, even um, Chase mentioned that when she said that um, he asked how old her mother oh, yeah. was, he picked up on it right away and he was like, oh, she's still kind of young or she's still, you know, I guess, I mean, he didn't say out there, but in my mind, that's kind of what I implied. He was thinking like, yeah, she's still young and getting it just like we are. So she kind of wants the attention too. So I got it. I got it. I felt really good for Blair though, that he seemed to understand that he, you know, was willing to take the questioning and he understood that one, it was out of love, but also that there might be something else going on there. So it made Mm -hmm. me feel good about them. Do we think that Chase's intentions are pure? That's an interesting question. Chase is a cute guy that seems to have a lot of charisma. And not that we want to stereotype, but he seems like he might have a way with the ladies. Yeah, with the ladies and maybe the gentlemen as well. I remember remember there was some talk about that when we first Inter- met him. Yeah, and I, yeah. That he, I still just kind of pick up on a little bit of that. Maybe he's just a player all around. I, you know, he, he might be friendly all over. Yeah. <laughs> that could happen. He that that I wouldn't be surprised by that. I don't know. But he's I mean, he seems like a nice guy. He mm-hmm. seems to give Blair doesn't seem so into him like that to me that I'm sort of concerned about it. I think that it's a good outlet for her. Mm -hmm. That's what it seems to be right now, something that she enjoys. She doesn't seem to be so consumed with it, probably because she has the rocks and, and, you know, all the other things going on. So um, that's one thing I do like about Blair is that she's interested in guys. She wants to explore that part, but not at the expense of other things. And she seems to do a really great job in balancing all of those things. Mm-hmm. And he did bring flowers. He did so, bring hey, flowers. Mad at that. Hey, what happened to Candace? Is she still on the show? Oh my gosh. Like, well, I just didn't see her at all tonight and I didn't even notice. I, I love her. I, I don't even remember her seeing her last week. She does the voiceover. Yeah. So she was definitely there in New Orleans. Like I remember her making the face when the guy whipped himself out. But other than oh, that. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. It's it's just weird. We're having the little drop off each week. I feel like two dancers drop off, right? And for some reason, there's that Taylor that we see a little bit here and there. It's like they wanted her for the show, but it never quite materialized or or something. I have have my eye on her since the very beginning because I feel like I I know people who have had that happen to them in reality shows where they thought they were gonna be the star of a reality show and be a big star and then they're barely on it or they get cut out of it entirely. And yeah, it happens a lot. You might have had to manufacture a storyline. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she should have been obnoxious like <laughs> Athena and then things would have worked out. Well, the other thing I'm thinking is that we never got a new co-captain. Right. So what's up with that? I thought for sure that it would be Savannah. You know, I didn't know who it would be or it kind of seems like it wasn't, it, it for whatever reason, it stopped being important. Or maybe there was another co-captain, but as you mentioned earlier, we haven't really seen that other side of them as the Clipper Spirit Dance Squad. And of course, we want to see them in their home life and get to know them and get more about them. Mm-hmm. But it makes it sort of weird, to your point, that we don't see the other side too far of this dynamic that gives us the sort of split life flip screen thing. Yeah, and I'm wondering if it's a like an episode order thing. I think if we had more episodes, they could have given us these details that we're looking for that we know are missing. 
if we had more time, but at the they same time, they could have cut Athena that's... out sooner. I... Okay, okay. Well, the girls definitely thought that as yeah, well. Like, yeah, they're they over did. her. Yeah. They didn't invite her to the party, which I thought you would think that production would say, uh huh, no, you have to invite her to this party. See, and I think that that goes back to the point of us mentioning, you know, the sort of ambiguous circumstances with the text and her actually getting fired. I, I, I don't think that she would have come for some reason. And especially when you think, what was that, two or three episodes ago, maybe it was episode four, when we had the slumber party and mm -hmm. that was such a terrible experience. And, you know, they couldn't connect on any level, which was so weird. How are you going to be at a slumber party and not be able to connect at all? Like, have a glass of wine and have a good time. Come right. on. Right. It's really, really simple. So I, I I can't imagine maybe Athena wanting to show, especially after being fired. Mm-hmm. And then them going to her house. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, a little part of me wanted her there just to see what would happen. I'm curious to see what happens with Athena overall. Like, Will we see her again somewhere in Hollywood or will mm -hmm. she just fade away because her dream didn't work? Well, when they were here, Natalie and Candace told me that they think she's doing, she is doing something else for TV or like she's oh, working great. on something or, or something. I can only think that E would not let that kind of reality gold go. And, like, while they've got her under contract, True. I'm sure they're trying to throw her onto something else. But what? But where? Where does oh, she that's really fit? Of. They have a new show called Famously Single that's coming out in, like, a month or so that's got just a bunch of random, like, D-list reality people on it. But that would have been in the can by now. Yeah. So, I wonder what she's I up to. I don't know. I'll have to check out maybe her Instagram feed. Maybe she has some clues now that the big reveal has happened and we know you're fired. Yeah, because I started following her before she went private. Oh, So okay. it seems like she's shut herself down a little bit. I can I can imagine that she got a lot of criticism. Yeah. Just yeah. from the things that she said. But she came off as the type of person that's like, bring it on, bring on the criticism because negative or positive, you're talking Athena. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to be hated. That. I, I felt that way. I felt she went, she probably, I feel like she probably was naturally sort of annoying, but that she pushed it a little bit more because she wanted to be a star. Mm -hmm. And maybe she thought the diva attitude would go along with like her legend. Yeah, trying to trying to create that reputation. Exactly. If I act like a diva, they'll believe I'm a diva. And give her more opportunity. Mm-hmm. Wrong. <laughs> Sorry, Athena. Well, Jill, is there anything else that you would like to add about these two episodes of LA Clippers Dance Squad? Only that I can't believe how fast it's going by. Mm -hmm. You know, it's gone by. We, there's been some great personalities on there. We really like Savannah and Hannah. Hi, Savannah and Hannah. I hope you're watching. <laughs> we miss you. Um, so, I mean... It's so cute, um, but now it's winding down, and I feel like almost, are we going to be resolved with certain things by the end? Because there's only two episodes left. Exactly. And, you know, our Blair and Keisha seem to have extensive problems that aren't going to be able to be wrapped up in two weeks. Um, Natalie, we don't know what's going to happen to her. It kind of seems like she may not make it till the end. It seemed like that early on, actually. Mm -hmm. um, but now it's looking like, oh, she may not make it. But um, to your point, the fitness world or something else, like just because she bombed with Marky that first time exactly. doesn't mean, yeah, you know, you can, she's obviously very attractive and willing. She was a little nervous and she's yeah. well-spoken. So I think that um, she would make a great host in some areas. 
hilarious, so she can come back from that. Yeah. And she's a great dancer. Maybe she should go dance for the Rams. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Well, that was all very predicty. Let's all have right. a roll of thing. Let's let's do predictions, just because I like the. Oh, maybe the lights don't flash in here. Oh, there we're they in, go. Oh, there they go. There they go. We're in this big, beautiful studio tonight that we just love. But you know what? I think that Natalie's gonna stick it out. I, I do. So. I, I think that she likes having the friendships and being a part of everything. And I think, too, that now that she's had this seed planted in her head of, like, the health and fitness stuff, I think maybe we'll see her find her niche. Good. I think we're going to see The Rocks perform, and that will be really impressed. I feel like they're going to be pretty good. And uh, what else? Keisha, I, I was thinking that she was going to walk out of the party tonight. There was something that we saw in a trailer, like even in the very first episode, that looked like she was storming out of something that, that was a party scene like this. Hmm. So I think there's going to be more drama between the two of them before it gets resolved, if it ever does. True indeed. Um, I'm curious to see who Athena is having a conversation with next week about... Oh you know, all the drama that's happened. Um, I just want to see if Athena sticks around on the outskirts because she has been our most controversial figure. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to say, to kind of put it together that we're just going to let her go like that, even though, you know, she hasn't always been the best. That's a nice way of putting that, that show. is. <laughs> and I hope we see Savannah start to sort of find her groove as far as outside of the Clippers because that seems to be something that she really wants to do that can put her in better spirits. So mm -hmm. I predict that Savannah will find her second wind. I like that. I hope so too. Well, and if the fans want to tell you their predictions, where would they do that at? You can find me at Stiletto Jill on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all those good things. And also check me out on JacksonStilettoJill.com for all your sports and pop culture gossip. Yeah, lots of good juicy stuff there. You know I like the juicy stuff. <laughs> and you guys can all follow me. Twitter, Instagram, now Snapchatting at Christy Reports. Please also check out ChristyReports.com. There are some juicy new reality TV interviews there for you. And make sure, if you missed it, to check out the last episode of our show. We had Hannah and Savannah in studio. And I had a Spotlight On interview with Natalie and Candace at the beginning of the season. Please roll those back. They are also very juicy. Because that's they how we do. are. Yes, you know, Christy gets all <laughs> the inside dirt so that you got to make sure you check her out because there's details there you're not going to get anyplace else. Thank you for that endorsement, Jill. I love it. I mean, it's the truth, so <laughs> wasn't hard. Well, and we appreciate you all coming in and hanging out with us tonight as well. Follow AfterBuzz TV on, they are now on Snapchat as well, at AfterBuzz TV. And we will see you next Thursday for another episode of LA Clippers Dance Squad After Show. Bye-bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.